Hey everybody, I'm with my boy Tristan. I'm at a hippie hotel and he walked up to me and he was like, let's go have some coffee. And here we are at a coffee shop called The Alchemist. And I've been talking about The Alchemist, you know, uh, turning love into hate and changing the energy. <laughs> hey y'all, how are y'all doing? Uh, this is a really big microphone and I'm usually camera side, but let's do this. So uh, I was watching about Buddha uh, for two hours straight. I, I compacted the full story uh, than I ever have processed this information. And it's crazy because he was 29 when he left the castle. I'm 29, I left the castle at an earlier age, but I experienced suffering then. And what this taught me was um, understanding the darkness of the world to embrace the happiness. And it's, it's, it comes from a place of understanding that um, but one thing I've learned from him was that he was a reflection of myself being born around the same month and having the same mentality. I teach meditation the way that he taught meditation. I didn't know of these things until later on. Um, but what he also mentioned is that when, you, when he starved himself and he was trying to deprive himself of desires, he couldn't focus and concentrate. So when this girl brought him a bowl of rice and he started eating the food, uh, he started feeling more restored. And he came to the realization that this is not the way. You're not supposed to starve yourself to find enlightenment. You're supposed to be whole within outer and inner. What, do you, what are your thoughts about this? That's about that. Um like a lot of people view meditation as something as a stereotypical thing to do and but I feel like they lose they don't understand the real meaning behind doing that it's no they people should realize or try to view the point as meditation it's not something that hippies do or people that are spiritual do it's literally a form of self-reflection and self and self looking at yourself inside of who you are and focusing on yourself instead of focusing on what's around you what's in front of you and a lot of people Buddha a lot of philosophers out there throughout history Alan Watts they have different forms of meditation different forms of self-reflection and it's evolved over time in my opinion and I think people every person should have their own form of self-reflection and self-learning One of the things that Gary Vee teaches is that he shares his content and puts himself out there for free. And the reason why he does that is because if you give somebody advice for free, they, they may or may not take it. But if they pay for it, they might do so. The, the whole point was it was one thing to hear a five-minute dopamine from a speech and then another thing to uh, apply that into wisdom. And so everything that I've absorbed into my mind recently especially the past year has been to put it into action because I started to see that my body wanted to move somewhere and the more I stayed stagnant the more I felt like a volcano about to erupt and so I've never felt this way being peaceful throughout this time but they, they say that sometimes the universe will shake and move you to a place that you're destined to be. And uh, I feel like my buddy here is uh, in that process right now of, of self-growth. Yeah, I think after, I think a lot of people are in the process of self-growth now. Um, and this past year, if 
if this pandemic or anywhere across the world, lockdown, all this drama that's happened within the U.S. and everywhere that's happened, I think one thing people have learned as a collective through all this stuff we've been through is the idea of growing and self-learning and becoming something better than we were yesterday. And a great example me and my roommate like to use of what happened during the lockdowns is like the old game, 52 pickup card game. Literally, you had, we had a deck of cards and someone knocked out of your hands. Now you have to go pick it back up and reshuffle the deck. And that's what happened to a lot of people this past year, good or bad. Some, some people got a good reshuffle, some people got some bad hands, but so no matter what we got, is we gotta make it work for us and how we're gonna make it win. So keep that poker face up. My, uh, my boy, he's in media production company. He basically saw my post on Instagram and he told me, I, I see a lot of drone videos left and right, but I've never seen one with the voiceover. And he told me, when you put yourself out there and that energy that you put out there will come back to you. And what he didn't realize was that he was that blessing that came into my life. So everything that I've, I've, I've consciously chosen to do uh, was from my heart, uh, the heart center way of living. When I was in school uh, last year, my body didn't want to be there and I, I denied it. And the more I denied it, the more I started to see why later on in hindsight. I was at a coffee shop about a week ago and as I was walking out, there was this girl studying and I asked her, what, what are you studying? Uh, what, well, the first question I asked her was, what is your passion? She couldn't answer that question. It was almost as if like she didn't have anything else she liked to do outside of uh, school and work. And there, there's, there's some people that are like that. And so I, I said, okay, uh, what are you majoring in right now? And she says, uh, what I'm studying for, I'm not passionate about. I just want to have an education. And so when every time I hear stuff like that, I, I stop beating myself up for, you know, leaving school um, and looking at the things that I'm doing now is actually very important in this time period to, to bring our voices out there and connecting people together. <clears throat> what do you feel about that? I like, I like kind of what she said um, because it's kind of how I view the same thing. Oh, I left school. I was, thinking, I was talking about this a little bit earlier uh, or touched on it. I feel like a lot of people are... They think they have to have education and think they have to do something to feel like, okay, that's what we got to do. But it's not what you always got to do. There's more than one path. There's more than one way through the woods at the end of the day. And to quote one of my favorite movies growing up, it's a bit cheesy, but some people know it. Um, it's called A Knight's Tale. Heath Ledger's in it. Um, it's a good classic movie. But the basic things, it's rags to riches story to success and the quote that I'm choosing from that movie is literally to change your stars, to change your one, one person's stars. So you can, no matter where you come from or more what you do, if you just have enough passion behind it or enough care for it, you can do whatever the fuck you want in life. Um, and he was a peasant, he became a knight, um, jousting and all that. And I'm born tone deaf and I love making music and I'm gonna keep doing it until the day I die. Doesn't matter where you go, what you have is where you make it work best for you and where you want to go. I didn't go culinary school and I've been in culinary five, six years. I've held two executive chef positions and I'm going to start working on my next two chef position here in a few weeks. 
You got, when something gives you lemons, you better make the best fucking lemonade you can. But, and for people that go to school and have, get the education they think they need, good for them. I'll, you took the, you have enough willpower to do that. Because going to school is not an easy thing to do, especially with willpower. But just don't lose yourself. Try and impress somebody else. I started this podcast October 22nd. My friend, the, the same friend through Instagram, he speaks the language of videography and photography. So, of course, he would understand where I'm coming from. He had, he had encouraged me to pursue what I was doing because whatever I was doing was uh, usable for something like him, me and him at a daycare, for example. He, was, he wasn't trying to produce music videos. He was about the local community, um, talking to his gym teacher, uh, event coordinator, doing something that really matters. And I'm very excited for where this journey is headed to. Um, Tristan had mentioned something about trying to put himself out there in different ways. Uh, I was very surprised speaking to y'all in real time. Um, because I didn't realize that he needed some help and I think that we're here in divine order I also see something going on where uh, the things that I once feared uh, is flip, flipped around um, but that took time I, I had to speak on the truth to my own family and different situations that made me afraid because people treat you the way that you allow them to and sometimes if you can't control them, you have to be quick to walk away. And I had mentioned before that a lot of people in my life overstayed their welcome and the milk is spoiled past their expiration date. And so at, at this point in my life, it, I, I have no choice. I made a decision like Neil did. He has to understand why he made that choice. <clears throat> what made you uh, reach out to me? Hmm? What made you reach out to, to, to me? Oh. We had talked about it. But to, to yeah. Um, I wanted to reach out to you because I believe in there's people meet each other for reasons and I believe that no matter what you do when it comes to networking and what someone does there's a way you can help each other out um, and for this podcast um, I like the way you see I like a lot of your videos you post a lot of your drone videos and your, your speeches and your some of your beliefs and stuff you can be seen through social media and other things and I've always wanted to reach out and talk to you about some future projects and also just to get to know someone that actually thinks more than just what other people like that actually can think a similar way or they do what they love and that's not the same aspect as me I meet a lot of musicians that do what they love but you're a different walk of life to me in ways but we still have a very similar passion very similar fire and that's something that didn't really didn't want to gain anything from this podcast I more just want to reach out and do something because I mentioned this earlier before we started doing the same thing over and over is com being comfortable and that's boring to me and I like trying new things I like I, I'm always one of those people that said I'll at least try everything once and that saying has bit me in the ass a few times <laughs> but um yeah I've I told you I never did a podcast before so why not this is the first podcast yeah, and so why not? I think it'd be fun. Coffee shop. I love coffee, so. <laughs> what were some uh, some ideas you had uh, with what I could do to help? Yeah, I like, 
Um, for those who weren't here prior to the conversation before we started this, um, I do a lot of music production and a lot of like, I want to make a lot of projects involving music and audio and just production in general. Making videos, layovers, um, things like that. And Alex, I always thought, had a very good gravitas voice and like very good speeches and very well put together things like that that I'm a fan of. And I like, it helps tell a story from different perspectives. And I feel like some music and everything should tell stories. And for example, some of the projects is I'm gonna be working on some musical mixes and some mixtapes up here. And one of the ones I was thinking about Alex would be great because I have some speeches or some ideas for speeches written out. But I feel like it'd be great for like voicing them over and as like intros, outros, and like giving that overtone and that almost like intro to things or like bringing things all together. I feel like it's a different dynamic than most people go for, especially when it comes to that. I'm, uh, this is my first time hearing it. I'm glad that I asked. Uh, my friend, his name is Marvin, the media production friend of mine. He, uh, I have tabs open on my internet browser for a voice acting job. Uh, as many of you guys know about Fiverr, you, you basically do freelance work through online to make money off of it. Um, they, they say that what, what is free in life when, you, when it gets taken away from you is very costly. If you were born with the heart, it's free. If you damage your heart, it's very costly. It's the same thing with losing your legs and arms, etc. And so the, the things that I have naturally, my voice, uh, I didn't understand that it was something of a gift because my family never told me these things. I never knew I even had a deep voice. You know, I, I, I kind of did, but it's only when you go out into the world, you start to see things you can't see in the, in the uh, beyond the surface. And so me being here, us being here um, is also branching out into the unknown, uh, including myself, even though I've done this for a while, but never like this on this level. And a lot of times, uh, I guess this is what you call the flow. My friend told me about um, the flow and I started becoming obsessed with those two words, so I would YouTube it. It's, it's basically this, when a sushi chef is chopping up sushi really fast with the knife. And I, I know you would know as a culinary artist, uh, y'all are in the flow of cooking. Is, is there anything that you can share about examples of that? Yeah. So I like how you were, use the term flow because I'm also considered a flow artist because in the EDM scene, there's a lot of people that do fire performancing, light gloves and stuff like that. Because I do all those on the side too for fun. Um, but flow is a state of mind. It can be done in anything. It could be cooking, podcasting, music. It's a state of mind where your body is fully focused, but at the same time, it's fully relaxed. Doing the thing you love is usually the case. Or some, sometimes it, take, it takes practice to get that state of mind. But it's just where you're not tense. You're doing something and it's just smooth because it's almost second nature to you. Technically, it becomes muscle memory when you're flowing and in that state of mind, but it's just other relaxation while doing something. But at the same time, you're concentrating, but you don't feel like it. it just, it's a nice feeling, it's a good relaxation. And a lot of people have it and a lot of people feel it and they don't understand what it is. But to each their own in that aspect, some people discover it, some people don't. But we all experience it in some ways and it's part of who we are as humans. And 
stuff like that. One example, um, it, it could be cooking or it could be whatever. What, what's, what's your example of you and the being in the flow? Cooking's a good example for me. I've been doing it for five, six years now. Um, when it gets Friday nights, Saturday nights, when it's busy, we have like, we're doing 12 grand in sales, 300 reservations all coming at the same time. It's that where I realize what's going on all around me. It feels like I know everything going on around me. I feel like I understand every piece in the room, every moment around me, every muscle, every peripheral vision thing. I can like I feel like I can close my eyes and do it. It's just thing I can't know exactly how to put it in words, but it feels like I'm in control over everything right now. And I feel I control the gravity of the knife in my hand when I cut or the gravity of my fire staff when I'm spinning it and doing flips with it in the air. It's one of those things, it's hard to explain and not many people know how to explain it, it's just you, it's a, a feeling. It's like trying to explain how it tastes, how to explain what something spicy or something sour is to somebody who doesn't know what it is without making a face or without making like an actual thing but trying to explain it in words how something feels. It's like how does love make someone feel, how does anger make someone feel. It's a feeling. It's something that people experience, but they can't exactly put in words. Some people can, some people can't. Last, last thing I'm curious about, what has cooking taught you? I'm genuinely curious about people in that mind. Cooking's taught me a hell of a fucking lot, um, besides how to make bad food and good food. <laughs> um, it's taught me how to think and approach situations. It's honestly one of the reasons why I've learned how to approach life is through cooking. There's more than one way how to roast a chicken. There's more than one way how to saute something. You go in the field, you'll, if you're in the field out there, in the culinary field, you'll learn that there's 20 ways to do a seared salmon over mashed potatoes or five different ways to do mashed potatoes, but each chef will say it's, there's only one right way. <laughs> and it's a matter of perspective. There's multiple ways to get to the end goal. There's different shortcuts you can take. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's not. At the end of the day, it's about the perspective and how much way you want to go. A lot of my culinary skills and techniques and things I use are a little bit unorthodox, but it's the way I like it. What are some examples? Um, how I slice my bell peppers. A lot of people slice them in strips. I slice it all at once through, I don't know how to <laughs> just demonstrate it, but um, making soup. It's how I make my soups and how I make all my sauces. Um, a lot of people, there's certain steps of cooking. You cook the butter, you make a roux first, you make it separately. The way I was taught first and the way I actually like is I basically put everything in one pot. I've seen other people do things in separate pots, roast off things. Like that's cool, like I'll do that occasionally. I'm trying to get slightly different flavor profile. But I don't know, something about starting in a pot from nothing and it's building, as you, just add stuff as you go, do it, add seasoning throughout the different steps and process is like building a structure and just build it straight up. And then you have a, Plus, it's less dishes if I use one pot. And I hate doing dishes, so. Um, but no, that's just, that's the way to approach things. It's how I do my music. I start with one thing and just build on top of it. I start with one idea and build on top of it. Start on one foundation and build on top of it. It's, I feel like it's a good, strong way of looking and approaching situations. You know, um, alchemizing, it's a, uh, 
I heard this metaphor. You you basically turn ice cube into water, and uh, you you turn up the heat in the pot and pan. You you cook the meat. It turns into something that you can eat. It's it's, it's magic. It's it's like it's like a magician, and it's it's just crazy. Sometimes people kind of look at it the wrong way when when you were, we're doing it every single day. I see that you're um, you're very blessed. You you went from manager to executive. Uh, Etc. And uh, my advice would be to apply the same to music and, and your passions. You can be and, and create and cook up some things at, at the studio. Um, and and I'm, I'm the same way too right now. Uh, currently, what I'm doing is that same thing. It's hard sometimes to get people to understand because the present moment when I speak like that is exactly all that we have. And I, I try to own the moment. Um, I see something already great uh, in this connection because when I when I met you, uh, you had you had wanted to take a selfie with me. I had, my, I had a mask on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's crazy because I'm I've always been the selfie guy. You can look at my my Instagram. I got thousands with people and stuff. And you were doing you were doing the same a similar thing. So what I'm starting to see in, in 2021 and, and from 2020 to, to now uh, is that my my vibrations have increased and because it's increased it's out of love and because that love is one of the highest frequencies I'm attracting good men good solid dudes that have pure hearts and what's happening is that we're we're not in a stage of our lives where we're confused. We're, we're in a state of actually knowing and owning who we are and still learning and growing. And I, I think this is a great opportunity for that to happen. Uh, if I could share with the world a, a connection between two, two people uh, coming together, it, it could bring some hope to the world out there, in Atlanta especially. It's funny, um, use the term hope. That's a thing I've struggled with for the especially before the pandemic um but for like four years now since i'm into the city and actually that word is going to inspire me for the future and for uh, my next mix it's actually labeled hope is the project's name <laughs> funny that's why i said it's kind of funny to use that because i feel like after all this people have been through so much this year good or bad so many reshuffling so many situations where it They've hurt, they've grown. But one thing as a collective of the human nature that we all cannot lose track of is hope. It's something we all have in part of us, faith and hope. And yeah, just no matter how dark the day gets, the day ends and there's a new one tomorrow. That's always gonna happen. So let's hope for the new day tomorrow and make it better than yesterday. What are you? Uh what do you currently struggle with internally at the moment you're working on? Self-doubt. Um, self-doubt and self-motivation to keep going forward because I'm a very analytical mind in how I approach situations. You kind of probably picked up on this already. I always see things either or or like there's multiple ways of doing something. I always see every path and I always see the doubts in every path. And I'm much a person that goes based off how I was raised and how I look at the world, what has the less negative percentage. And I need to learn how to have hope in myself and enough belief in myself to take the path I want for me and not the path that is safest for me. 
And a good way to put it, a friend, close friend of mine right now taught me, I need to take what I want from life instead of life taking away from what it wants from me. And they also told me to be a lot more selfish about what I do instead of trying to make everybody happy and make the best thing overall. Because at the end of the day, um, I am myself. I don't want to sacrifice myself for somebody else. But yeah, self-doubt's why, and self-motivation to keep going is why I struggle with. But what, what's the root of that? Why is that? You can go back to eight years old, maybe, or just how I was raised, family dynamics, um, basic, how I conformed to psych- psychology with people I grew up around. I had multiple divorces in my family, multiple things. So I've seen my family is always very defensive about themselves and like always thinks the world's against them. And they're wrong. They have a lot of things, bad things happen to them, but. I've learned, like, I don't want to be so skittish or hesitant, like a lot of my family and how I was raised. I was raised to be very hesitant about making choices. And so that hesitation is what holds me back from a lot. And it comes to the things of balancing a yin-yang in my head. Like, I have that feeling where I'm hesitant, and I have that feeling where I'm just going to fucking go for it. And the past year, I've been working on that. That's why I decided to change about myself, is to break that cycle, break that circle, of hesitation and doubt and break through it and start something new, something healthier, Mm. something hopeful. This could be the conversation to um, break that cycle, hopefully when we go home and we reflect on these days. And you know, um, one thing that my friend Marvin taught me is that it's, it's never gonna be perfect and that the best thing to do is to dive in. My problem when I met him at the time was that I was very calculative. I, I, I wasn't a risk taker like he was. At the same time, I was optimistic, so it wasn't overbearing at all. It was just a little bit of... But when he told me that, he said that the, the way to get into the flow is to take action. And a lot of people, a lot of people give up before they even start. And so I guess, I guess what I'm doing right now is I'm am starting this I'm I'm setting this thing up, I'm 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 starting this conversation I'm I'm getting to know Tristan more, and the more I understand, the less I fear, and I think what happened was I didn't understand when I first met Marvin, I didn't understand what I had, what I invested in, and it's just, it's, it's crazy because now. I'm not saying my life is perfect, but I, I will say that I found a lot of peace. And then when I found peace within myself, my my grandmother, my uncle uh, that I live with, my family started to respect me more. They started to see that in my eyes, my face, the way I carry myself, the way that I wouldn't tolerate any sort of disrespect. It's all brand new to me, even for me to say these things. And I think it's just very important for me and and Tristan to talk about our family upbringings because this is what a lot of people our age and our 20s struggle with, especially. And one thing I learned from Gary Vee is that in your 20s, don't try to explain yourself so much. And and I shared this with Tristan earlier. He's, he was telling somebody our age, you know, for everything that he has, he would take his 22 years back because time is very valuable. All the riches that he has as a millionaire, he would take time back. It's amazing. Is there any last thing you want to share? 
Yeah, and the age thing kind of touched on this <laughs> earlier a little bit. Um, a lot of people, I'm in my early 20s, um, a lot of people in the early 20s around my age range and all the way up to the 30s, it's, that, it's their first chance to actually figure out who they are and where they want to go with themselves. Because until they're, most people until they're 18, about 75% of most people until they're 18 um, are living in someone else's situation, circumstances, their family circumstances. They're still with their family, so they have that perspective over them. When they start branching out and getting out and moving out of their house and figuring out who they are, when they figure out who they are around their early 20s, now they go, okay, I know who I am, what I want, where I'm going to go. And that's a struggle for a lot of younger people. And we, that girl you mentioned earlier, you talked to, and this says she's getting her education. And some, well, my close friends, my, my roommate, for example, they know where they're at. They're strong foundations. They have all this, but they got to figure out where they want to go. And all I got to say to that is we have all the time in the world to grow, but it's not still not enough time. So... Let's just hope for a better tomorrow.